Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Wow. It's great to be in church, eh? It's so, so good to be in church. That's powerful. Today I'm going to speak on the power of the name of Jesus. I woke up a few mornings ago and the Lord says, just lift me up. Just lift me up. And as we were doing the offering, I felt the Lord say that some of you have had a breakthrough in finances this week. I want you to celebrate that. And he says, that's the beginning of more. So if you've had a breakthrough, that's the beginning of more. And there's some people that in the very near future, you're going to get a major breakthrough in finances. Debts that you thought you had are going to be way less. Contracts that you've been praying for are going to happen. I just saw in the Spirit release of significant finance. Some of you have had business ideas and they've been sort of there for months and all of a sudden it's just going to start to happen. And God's going to release provision in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the power of your name. Lord, just speak to us through your living word. Thank you for Holy Spirit that you are lifting up Jesus today in all of our hearts. Every shadow is broken over people's lives. And I thank you for your living word now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give him a shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take our seats. Wow. The name of Jesus. I love some of those songs we sang today. The power of the name of Jesus. Doesn't something shift when you just lift up the name of Jesus? There's something shifts over our lives. When Jesus walked on this earth and he walked into a room, everything changed. The atmosphere changed. And you can speak about God, you can speak about the Spirit moving, but as soon as you speak the name of Jesus, something shifts in the place. You know, in, in your workplace or in your family, you can talk about general spiritual stuff, but as soon as you speak the name of Jesus, something shifts. Something starts to change. And let's look at uh, the word today. Matthew 28, 18 and 19 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's a big call, isn't it? But it was true. Therefore, so therefore, you look at what it's there for. It's therefore, because he has all authority, he says, now, you, now go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. We all have human names. Some of you have got two names, three names. Some of you might have been given. Your parents couldn't decide, so they gave you six names, whatever. And when we have a name, that helps identify us. So you can go and operate your bank account. You can uh, have your driver's license. We all have been given a name. Some people love our names. Some people hate our names. Some people wish they were different. But I want to say that Jesus' name is above every other name. And whether you love your name or hate your name or you say, oh, I don't really understand the power of it, I want to encourage you that God loves you and when his name comes over your life, your identity starts to be settled. And that's what we need to be reminded of. So let's have a look at the powerful name of Jesus. Marilyn shared at communion to our hearts on it. Philippians 2, 9 to 11 says, Therefore... There's another therefore, and if you go back, it's because he humbled himself to death on the cross and rose again. It says, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. When God says highest place, he's got a really high place. You look up at the heavens and think, whoa. The highest place, 
and gave him the name that is above every name. Now just stop and think about that. What are the things that we name? There's sickness, there's cancer, there's debt, there's loss, there's grief. All of those things, he says, the name of Jesus is way higher, more powerful than any of those things. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. That's interesting, isn't it? Heaven, earth, under earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow. Well, we live in a world where not every tongue is acknowledging Jesus. Sadly, many use the name of Jesus in vain or in blasphemy. It's like the enemy tries to steal the authority of Jesus by getting people to swear, not really knowing what they're doing. It's, an, it's a scheme of the enemy to rob from people's identity and understanding who Jesus really is. You ever thought about that? It's amazing. In the Passion it says, Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. I mean, you think of it. When Jesus walked on the earth, his greatness was amazing. Crowds followed him. Religious leaders couldn't trick him. Every scheme of the enemy, whenever he walked in a room, demons fleed. And, and so it was very powerful. It says he multiplies words. He has now been given the greatest of all names. Hallelujah. I'm amazed people aren't jumping out of their seats celebrating right now. He's got been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every need to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to his name. In the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, in the demonic realm and every tongue will proclaim in every language oh I love that every tongue in every language you realize hallelujah is the only word that's not translated differently in every language on earth I've been on missions trips I've been in churches in Vietnam and and Burma and other places where no one's speaking a word of English so we're singing away and a bit like Mr Bean when they get to hallelujah that's the only word I can sing some of you have seen that one, eh? Because <laughs> hallelujah means praise the Lord. How amazing that the only word that's not translated any other way is praise the Lord across the earth. See, in every language, every language it says Jesus will be lifted up on high. And that's just a precursor of what's going to happen. How amazing is our God? In every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh bringing glory and honour to God the Father. So note the seven steps of exaltation that God gives Jesus after the cross. Number one, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. Number two, he possesses the greatest name of all. Number three, his sovereign authority will cause every knee to bow. Number four, God decreed that everyone in heaven will bow in worship of Jesus. You stop and think about that. Some people you know... Well, there's no way that they'll voluntarily bow their knee. But the day will come when it's going to happen for everyone. Thank God as Christians we can choose by our own free will in response to love to bow our knee and our heart and acknowledge the name of Jesus. What a privilege and an honour and what a challenging day that's going to be 
For many who have chosen not to in this life, but in eternity, the day will come, it says. Number five, God decreed that every demonic being will bow to Jesus. That's a powerful thought. God decreed that every tongue will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. And number seven, God received the glory and honour of sharing his throne with Jesus because the Father and the Son are one. How amazing is that? You think about situations where you've been and there's been, I've walked into homes where there's strife and you just speak the name of Jesus and all of a sudden it cuts through everything. It either calms the water or stirs stuff up and breakthrough happens. I've been in meetings where when we start to sing the name of Jesus, those who aren't ready to bow yet run out of the place because there's a clash. And the name of Jesus is so powerful. That's why when we pray in the name of Jesus, something shifts. So let's look at some of the things that happen in the name of Jesus. Number one is salvation. Thank God that we are saved in his name. Matthew one twenty one says, She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Acts 4.12, after the guy... The crippled man was uh, healed and restored. It says, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Remember uh, Reverend Billy Graham. He just preached, you must be born again. That was his message for decades. You must be born again. And millions of people came to Christ through um, some of his meetings. There's probably people in this room here that got saved in a Billy Graham crusade or maybe your parents did. Give us a wave if that's, if that's a reality. Look at that. There's about half a dozen people that either came to Jesus, more, there's more, there's about 10 or 12 that came to the Lord or their family did through one of Billy Graham. Why? Because he preached, you must be born again and he just lifted up the name of Jesus just as I am, I come to you. So salvation is in the name of Jesus. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right or authority to become children of God. Wow. You get adopted into the family of God when you become a believer. How amazing is that? Adoption. Chosen. Born into his family. So when you open your heart to Jesus, either at an altar or at home or wherever you are, you are being adopted into the family of God. You've come home because we were made in the image of God. Sin has marred us and we come back into his family. That is why be following Jesus becomes a place where your spirit just feels at home and settled. Because that's where we were called to be. The explanation of John 1.12, it says, Those who put faith into his name, to lay hold of his name, means to believe all that he represents and put into practice what is taught in the power of his name. So a Christian, for those who remember their uh, English, suffixes at the end of words, I-A-N means one who. So a Christian is one who follows Jesus Christ. That's what the word actually means. And I pray that we live a life worthy of with that name. I reckon there would be 
Billions of more Christians if all the Christians lived up to what they said they were. <laughs> How many people said, well, I've just seen that Christian lose their temper. If that's what a Christian is, I don't want to be one. Now, I know that's a, uh, just a generalization, but hey, there's a challenge to be a follower of Jesus, to be like him. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants us to be. Let's live lives that honor his name. Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yes, Saved from sin and restored to their relationship. So number one, salvation comes in his name. And today we're praying healing comes in the name of Jesus Christ. Powerful healing in the name of Jesus. Sometimes there's an anointing of healing comes. It's a beautiful, sweet, powerful anointing that just comes over your soul. Sometimes when you've been prayed for or you're just worshipping Jesus, you just feel this beautiful healing anointing that just is so refreshing and powerful. Because he's our healer. Acts 3.10, 3.16, as Peter and John are being questioned about this guy that's come in and disrupted their church service. Isn't it good when God disrupts church services? He came in, he's jumping and yelling and praising God and he's leaping and he hasn't, he's never walked in his life. Can you imagine? He would have been pretty excited. <laughs> he messes up the whole church service and, and they're saying, what's going on? And Acts 3.16, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now those guys probably walked past that crippled man for maybe days, weeks or months before. But that day, Peter and John probably had a word of knowledge or they just faith came in their heart. See, the name of Jesus releases faith, just like the word of God does. You can know about Jesus, but you've got to stand on it or exercise it. You've got to speak the name of Jesus like we've been singing about. You've got to declare, you've got to pray the name of Jesus. You've got to activate something of the power of Jesus to see it work in this world. By faith. In the name of Jesus, this man that you see has been healed. The powerful name of Jesus, so that you can all see. When Jesus works, it's not a secret thing. Everyone can see the change. Everyone can see the change. And this healing is not just physical healing. I love the Word of God. It talks about, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Now, now may the God of peace and harmony set you apart making you completely holy and may your entire being, spirit, soul and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. That's the word of wholeness is sozo. Salvation means sozo, which means wholeness. So when Jesus comes in life, our sins are forgiven. Peace and joy starts to come where there's been fear and pain and condemnation. And then he starts to heal your mind, your emotions, and your whole being and your relationships. So the beautiful thing is that Jesus brings wholeness. He doesn't stop the work. He just keeps on changing us from glory to glory. And how powerful it is that Jesus saves us. And that's the beginning. You've walked through the doorway into his presence and power. And now he continues that restoring work of grace in your life. You read the word, you worship, 
You pray. You hang out with other believers and say, if God can do it for them, he can do it for me. Faith comes alive in your heart and you put faith to the power of the name of Jesus. Way too many Christians say, well, I've believed it, but it hasn't changed. You've got to release faith and faith is acting out what God's word says. If God says he's your provider, don't go around moaning six and a half days a week saying, I don't have enough. I think God's forgotten me. That's not faith. That's fear and lack. That's talking about what you see instead of the reality of what you see in the spirit. We walk by faith, not by natural sight. Way too many times we live out of natural sight and natural reasoning. Well, I just can't understand how it's going to work. If that's the way you live, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of what God can do through the name of Jesus because it's by faith. He's the Prince of Peace. Well, I don't have peace. You say, God, I'm going to keep believing and exercising and trusting that what your word says is true until it becomes a reality. That's what faith is. It's declaring the word of God is true. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. You don't have to keep reasoning it out for the next 25 years. The enemy will make sure you've got a lot of reasons and a lot of excuses why it's not going to work. Faith is focused on the finished work of the cross and Jesus is powerful. Faith in his name will bring about wholeness over your whole being. Are we going to be perfect this side of heaven? In the natural, no, but in Jesus Christ, we walk into a place of sanctification, being set apart in his name and in his word. So we are growing from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. We're becoming more like Jesus. That's what the fruit of the spirit is. The evidence of the nature of Jesus. Isaiah 61.3 says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Whoa, we all get broken hearts sometimes. People do the dumbest things to us and we've probably done the same thing to them. Sometimes our expectations are unrealistic and we get heartbroken. Relationships don't always work out the way they would like to. But he says he's come to heal the brokenhearted. If you're here today and you're uh, recovering for a broken heart, just keep walking because God's restoring your soul. He says he's come to bind up the broken to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from the darkness for the prisoners. Wow. When you're a prisoner, you're in darkness. Most prisons aren't the most brilliantly lit places. There's shadows and darkness. And as we were worshipping earlier before, I felt the Lord say very clearly, today there are people that have got shadows over your life. There's a few people here that you've actually had x-rays or scans and it shows a shadow over part of your life. It might be cancer, it might be just um, something that hasn't healed. And I felt the Lord say, in the name of Jesus, shadows will be released off your life. Shadows will be broken off your life because the power of the name of Jesus, whatever a shadow is, maybe there's been a shadow over your, your past. You think, well, I don't think I can ever come out from under that shadow. Hey, the light of Jesus is more powerful than any shadow. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. 
It says the very shadow of Peter brought healing. Why? Because the glory of God was shining through him. So the shadow he was bringing forth was from God. Not a shadow of darkness or fear or lack or saying, well, that's a generational thing that can't be broken. Hey, Jesus comes to break every shadow off of our lives. And God wants some of you to add some faith to keep believing the shadows will go. And there's so many shadows. Say, well, my family, there's been so much divorce and separation. I don't think I want to get married or try again because of that shadow. Hey, you've got to break that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, that shadow does not have to control you. Sickness, shadows, does not have to control you because Jesus has come to set the captives free. Free. And we need to have that over our lives. There's people right now, as I'm preaching the word, there's a shift happening in your mindset. There's a shift coming now where hope's coming alive. Say, in the name of Jesus, I don't have to live this way anymore. I don't have to live with this glass ceiling anymore. I don't have to live with this fear that it's not going to work out. Oh, God, there's a shift happening right now in the name of Jesus over people's minds and hearts because the word does its work when you add faith. When you say, God, I'm not sure how, but I'm just going to lean into you and I'm going to change my confession. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. I'm not going to keep speaking the fear and lack and loss that's over my life. You've got to speak the name of Jesus. Let's do what the song says. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. Does you, do you deny or ignore reality? No, you don't. But then you bring the name of Jesus over the top of it. Some of you have learnt to do that and you've already seen the shift happen. <coughs> so number one, there's salvation. Number two, there is healing. Number three, it's signs and wonders. Mark 16, 17 says, And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. Wow. Signs and wonders come when you believe in the power of the name of Jesus. They will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Wow, wow. You say, well, I've prayed for some people who haven't got well. Just keep on praying for people. Because sometimes we're still learning how to activate faith effectively. Sometimes we're learning how to create an atmosphere where people can respond. Sometimes we've got our own fears that are still limiting us. But I've learned if you want to do something well, just keep doing it. We've got some little kids in our midst and some of them, when they take their first steps, we're all cheering and then they fall on their face and kick, and then they've got skint knees and bruised noses because they keep falling over. If every kid that tried to walk said, this is too hard, none of you would be walking. And yet in the spiritual realm, we just don't get it. And, oh, I've prayed for a few people and they still haven't got well. Mustn't work. No, you're still learning how to walk in faith. You're still learning how to create an atmosphere. You're still learning to speak the word over the circumstances. You're still learning to see in the spirit correctly. It's a journey of faith. Faith is where you see in the spirit and then it becomes your reality in the natural. That's what faith is. And I want to encourage you, don't stop walking just because you've stumbled or it hasn't worked out yet. I've learned that whenever I pray in the name of Jesus, something is shifting. 
You've got to have that faith and confidence. Don't just pray nice long rote prayers. Pray shorter, punchy prayers and you'd know that something shifted. There are times to intercede and, and pray long prayers. But I've learned short and punchy where you know something shifted sometimes is more powerful. Because we don't have to try and make it happen. Just pray that about 10 years ago, God stirred my heart. I had an encounter with him and I'll never forget from that day on, every time I pray, I know something shifted. I used to pray and hope, now I pray and know. Do all my prayers get answered straight away? No. But every time I pray, I know something shifted in the atmosphere, something shifted in their belief system, something shifted in, in their expectation, something has shifting over their family, over their lives, something shifting of the lies that have held them back are now getting removed and you've got to keep walking by faith and live under the power of the name of Jesus and then we'll see a lot more stuff happen that we read in the Bible and we say, that why isn't it happening? Sometimes because we still haven't learned how to keep walking by faith and to keep speaking the name of Jesus. Acts 4.30 says, Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. How? Through the name of Jesus. It's not a polite signature at the end of a prayer. This is the authority. Authority. Yeah. There's authority. You've got to know it. It's, it's, a, it's a knowing in your spirit and your mind and your heart and then you act upon it. And that's a growing journey. The Bible's full of some amazing stories. This is an amazing, funny, scary story, but I need to read it to you. Acts 19, they're in the middle of a revival. Verse 11. God kept releasing a flow of extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. When God says they're extraordinary, they were. Because of this, people took Paul's handkerchiefs and articles of clothing. I hope they still left him with some clothes, but handkerchiefs <laughs> <laughs> and clothes. Hey, give me a cloak, Paul. Oh, I'm getting cold. <laughs> they just wanted to transfer it anyway because they saw faith at work in the name of Jesus. I think the Bible is so funny sometimes. Even pieces of cloth that had touched his skin laying them on the bodies of the sick and diseases and demons left them and they were healed. That's really exciting but funny. Now there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcists, sons of Sceva the high priest, who took it upon themselves to use the name and authority of Jesus over those who were demonised. They would say, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Wow, some of you know this story and some of you haven't heard it before. One day, when they said those words, the demon in the man replied, I know about Jesus and I recognise Paul, but who do you think you are? <laughs> then the demonised man jumped on them and threw them to the ground, beating them mercilessly. He overpowered the seven exes until they all ran out of the house naked and badly bruised. Mate, what a story this is. This is exactly what happened. Let's see what goes on. Then it says, All the people in Ephesus were awestruck, both Jews and non-Jews, when they heard about what had happened. 
great fear fell over the entire city and the authority of the name of Jesus was exalted. Wow. Some guys just wanted to do the formula but didn't know relationship or authority. They got beaten up. Then look what happened. Many believers publicly confessed their sins. Hold on. These are people who are already Christians that were still sorting their life out. They started confessing their sins. Like, Mate, we can't mess around with this stuff. This is really powerful. So the Christians started to confess all their secret sins, all the stuff that they hadn't yet brought to the Lordship of Jesus. You've got to remember, they didn't have a history of Christianity. This is a revival, a move of God breaking into the place of Ephesus, which was a centre of terrible idolatry and worshipping other gods. A lot of spiritual stuff going on. So Jesus think, I'll break this up. Many believers publicly confessed their sins and disclosed their secrets. Large mum- numbers of those who had been practicing magic took all of their books and scrolls of spells and incantations and publicly burned them. They had a huge bonfire in the center of town. When the value of all the books and scrolls was calculated, it came to several million dollars. This was a major impact and transformation in the whole city. You can't have a bonfire with a few million dollars worth of books without someone noticing. And it all started because it was over a battle of the authority of the name of Jesus. You can't play around with the authority of the name of Jesus. When we walk in the Spirit, walk with wisdom, with grace, with love, be kind and caring to people, but speak the name of Jesus against those things that are hindering freedom. Do it with grace and wisdom and authority. It goes on. The power of God caused the word to spread and the people were greatly impacted. Wow. I wonder if the... uh, the Chosen is going to do the book of Acts, eh? That would be a really interesting scene, eh? <laughs> wow. I want you to focus in on the power of the name of Jesus because that's the core of the issue there. The name of Jesus is based on relationship, not on formula. It's so easy when you've been a Christian for a while, you pray in the name of Jesus. And we do it almost like a formula because we're told to. But hey, we need to pray and speak the name of Jesus with understanding and powerful authority. You don't have to yell like I do because I get pretty excited. You can speak the name of Jesus quietly under things shift. It's if you know you've got your love relationship with him, your sins are forgiven. Wow. If you're walking the power going on here if you're walking in his grace and power and relationship things shift and move you have to try and make it happen you don't have to plead with god for it to happen you speak you pray you live under the authority of jesus name and let me tell you things change the atmosphere of that whole city changed from that event I reckon those sons of Sceva either decided to become full-on Christians or not ever use the name of Jesus again. 
And sometimes we, sometimes when we're a new Christian, we hang out with mature believers and we, we, we flow in the slipstream of their faith. That's okay for a while. But don't live all of your life there. And if there's a need, you don't have to ring the pastor every time and say, hey, can you come and pray over this situation? Occasionally, people have done that to me sometimes, and I say, hey, God hears your prayers. No, but he hears yours better than mine. He said, no, 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 that's not true. Maybe this is time you need to step up and take authority in Jesus' name over your household. And yes, there will be times where we'll get beside someone. And that's why it says when you're sick, it really is hard when there's a lot of pain to step up. So it's called the elders of the church and pray. Because when you're really sick, it's hard to stay focused in that faith realm. And so there's time to get together and pray. But God wants us to learn to step up in our own understanding of spiritual life and authority and power in the name of Jesus. Wow. Two others quickly to wrap it up. When we pray in Jesus' name, there is answers in prayer. John 14, 13 says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Wow. That's out of relationship, not formula. It's out of relationship and understanding authority and the finished work of Jesus. That's why there's power when we pray in his name. And fifthly, there's eternal life. 1 John 5, 11 says, This is the testimony God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. If I personally had time to come and ask you, do you know that you have eternal life? You need to be able to say yes with confidence. If you're not sure today, we want to pray for you. Because the Bible says you can know that you have eternal life. It's not about how good you are. It's knowing that Jesus has forgiven your sin because you've come in the power of the name of Jesus. And God wants you to know. The day I gave my heart to Jesus, a pastor pulled out that verse and uh, talked to me at the end of that youth rally. And he says, sometimes you'll feel saved and sometimes you won't. But you need to know that you are born again because of what Jesus did. And thankfully, he used that verse and it stuck in my spirit. And no matter whether I felt saved or not, from that day on, I know I have eternal life. God wants you to know, not to be thinking, well, I'm not doing too well today. I'm still battling with anxiety and fear. Am I really saved? Hey, it's about relationship. And then you walk the journey of faith in the name of Jesus and you get free of all those other things because they lose their hold and their power over you. And the last thing is he's the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I just need to mention one more key scripture. Exodus 20 verse 7 in the Amplified says, You shall not use or repeat the name of the Lord your God in vain, that is lightly or frivolously, in false affirmations or profanity, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Wow. There are some people that swearing was a Terrible curse of your life. And when you become a Christian, some people, the day they're born again, they just cannot utter another curse word. Some people still struggle with that for a period of time. I'm going to pray today that God's going to help clear your heart and mind and language so that when you're under stress, you don't revert to an old way of swearing and profanity. And that also means using the name of Jesus for selfish advantage. Don't ever use your Christianity to get a favour from another Christian. 
Just be integrous and real. If they want to give you a discount because they're a Christian businessman, that's their choice. But don't ever demand it or expect it. Just treat everyone with grace and respect and honour. And God's grace will work through people to be a blessing to one another. Using the name of God in a casual, frivolous way establishes a mindset that diminishes and dishonours the omnipotent God and the power of Jesus' name. Using the name of God to abuse, manipulate or deceive invites judgment. Whoa. That's a bit challenging. But sometimes we don't read these verses because we're not sure what they mean. doesn't mean there's judgment on you, but you come and say, Jesus, change my heart and my word. There's many different names of God, and we don't have time to go through them all, but there's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides, there's the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of Man, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there, Emmanuel, God with us, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord heals, Jehovah Tzidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. And I love the Bible because some people, when they met God, their name changed. Abram became Abraham, exalted father to the father of many. Sarah, Sarah, Sarai to Sarah, princess to mother of nations. Jacob to Israel, deceiver to one who struggles with God and wins. That's powerful, isn't it? So, oh, I don't know, I just really struggle to tell the truth all the time. Hey, God can change your actual character and nature so that then you honour Jesus. What about Simon to Peter? An unstable reed to a rock, a stone. I love that story. God's in the process of changing some of your names. I've been to some countries where you meet about 4,000 Abrahams and 150 Moseses. And a lot of people, when they get saved, and some of them, they change their name to a biblical name. And they're true, you know, in Africa and India and other places. So there's just... Lots and lots of Peters and, and Abrahams and Moses and Isaiahs and Ezekiels. It's fun. You're preaching and all these people start jumping up and think you're calling them, but you're actually just opening the Bible. <laughs> and a lot of them name their kids on after biblical names. And that's, that's a great thing if you choose to. But I want to encourage you that God's in the process of changing our nature, our character and our name so that we live under the power of the name of Jesus. Come on down, worship team. And uh, I want to encourage you, the power of the name of Jesus. Here's an amazing verse. Hebrews 2.10 says, In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting for God whom and through with, when everything exists should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy... And those who are made holy are of the same family. Listen to this. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. Wow. When you're adopted into the family, we're under the covering of Jesus and we are joint heirs with God, with Christ. So you belong to the family of God. Don't let the devil ever lie to you and say, well, you're not good enough. You made too many mistakes. You belong to the family of God under the name of Jesus. Let's sing, I want to speak the name of Jesus. I was looking at those words of that amazing song. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I want you this week to think, I'm going to speak the name of Jesus a lot more. 
I'm going to praise his name, I'm going to pray his name and I'm going to speak and declare the name of Jesus over everything that tries to overwhelm or rob you or shadows steal from you. I want you to determine, I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. Sing that song every morning this week. If you've got it on a playlist or whatever, put it on. I've got it on my computer at home and I just keep whacking it on. And when it goes to the next song, they're good, but I just go back to that one sometimes because no, I want to keep speaking the name. I, I need to speak the name of Jesus because everyone has stuff. And, and just this last week, we had some phone calls that was stuff that, boy, we needed to pray and get peace after that. This stuff happens. And sometimes you just got to put the song on or start singing it or just start speaking the name of Jesus over your own mind over your finances, over your relationships, over your future, over your past, over your dreams. Come on, let's speak the name of Jesus. It goes on. I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break. Don't keep saying, hey, I can't break this. The power of Jesus' name we've just heard today is very powerful. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Because there is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Let's stand in his presence today. I want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety. To every soul held captive by depression, I speak Jesus. Because your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.